Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. A lot of people get kind of stuck in that feeling that if they're not good at Photoshop or they don't feel like they're good at Photoshop, that they can't hybrid scrapbook, but you can, you can totally use other ways to get your, your hybrid scrapbooking completed into a layout. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 191. In this episode, I'm joined by Elizabeth Trout to chat about hybrid scrapbooking as a flexible, creative solution. We talk tools, techniques, and the one thing you should always do. Hey, Elizabeth, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm looking forward to talking to you and getting to know you a little bit better and hearing about how you go about scrapbooking. But can you kick things off and share a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm Elizabeth Trout. I share my creative projects over on the Everyday Storyteller. My husband and I have been married for just over 10 years. We have a daughter just turning six and my husband's in the military, so we've been lucky enough to move around quite a bit, but we currently call upstate New York our home right now. Very cool. Very cool. And six years old, what a fun age. It so, is. <laughs> yes. My daughter's now 11, and I'm already like kind of missing some of those younger years as she uh, uh, develops a little bit of an attitude, but oh, yes. it's all good. <laughs> Mine already has kind of an attitude at six. I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine what she's going to be at 11. Yes, yes. All right. So what's exciting you right now in memory keeping? Um, so I've really been enjoying seeing all of the photo books that I've seen pop around on Instagram this year. I follow Shannon from Shannon Pages and her her digital memory keeping and her photo books are just so gorgeous. I'm kind of a bibliophile. So the idea of like a bound book of your life that you can pull out mm-hmm. and look through, it just, it just makes my heart happy. And I, I want to be her. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think, I think Shannon is probably the most mentioned scrapbooker really uh, um on the podcast besides those that maybe like create and sell products and things like that obviously she does too but yeah uh, shannon we definitely love shannon she writes for our spark magazine um during every issue Mm -hmm. and so yeah we're lucky to have her in our world yeah she's so cool i love her layouts they're just they're so minimal and just gorgeous Mm mm-hmm all right, so shifting gears here to bucket list stories, what's one story that you've not yet told? 
I really liked this question when I saw it. I'm definitely somebody who keeps like a running list of all the stories that I want to document. But the one that really kind of stuck out to me was a side-by-side album project that I want to do for my husband and I documenting our childhoods. Mm. Um, we both have quite a few photos and mementos and things like that from our childhood, but not a lot of like written stories. So I really want to get all of like those childhood memories and recollections documented soon. Now you said side by side. Does this mean two albums or like literally side by side on the left and right side of the pages? Probably more like two albums that kind of go together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you followed um, one of Laura Wansick's, um Studio Calico classes, but she did kind of like a, a similar thing with Traveler's Notebooks. She did an album for her husband and then an, an album for her. And uh, I really loved that they were like complimentary, but they weren't in the same album exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think something like that would be really fun to do. Very cool. Now, I'm also curious, like, do you... Have you already identified maybe similarities and differences in how you grew up? Yeah. So we we grew up on opposite sides of the country. Um, we grew up with, with kind of different family structure. And weirdly, I have more photos than he does. But I I think it's I think it would be fun to see how we got to the place where we met. And, like, yeah. even with all of our differences in, like, growing up and things like that, that, like, we met and fell in love. And then, you know, we're we're together. So that would be a fun thing, especially for our daughter to look back on and be able to see. Oh, for sure. And I like I like thinking about this at multiple scales, too, that someone could approach this story as a single layout mm-hmm. or, you know, two whole books. It just depends on kind of how many of those stories you've already told and what's interesting to you in the moment. Definitely. But, I I don't I've documented a lot of my childhood and my husband's but I've not particularly kind of told that story of comparison and and contrast so that's super interesting yeah I like the juxtaposition of like me and him as separate people coming together and I think that would be a, a fun thing to document yes yes all right. So I wanted to have you on the show to talk about your approach to hybrid. And mm-hmm. we'll get into a little bit more about what that is. But can you tell us a little bit about your history as a memory keeper and a scrapbooker and how you got started? Sure. I was introduced to memory keeping by my aunt when I was probably around 14. Um she was a very traditional scrapbooker, so lots of like fussy cut photos and like weird shapes. And her her scrapbooks were very like embellishment heavy. Um, and she got me interested into like collaging and things like that. And then that kind of fell by the wayside as like you're a teenager and things. But then I was introduced to Project Life and Allie Edwards and the whole story centric form of scrapbooking. And when I was pregnant with my daughter, I really started diving headfirst into all things memory keeping because I wanted to document every single moment of, of having her. So that was kind of my journey. I think a lot, so many of us start when we have big life events, big mm-hmm. transitions. Are you still creating in the same way that you got started? Oh, I'm guessing no. No. <laughs> no. no, definitely not. I, I always journal, like I always had journals mm-hmm. and things like that. And I feel like maybe those would be more considered like art journaling now. Cause I would like paint in them and paste photos, but 
the scrapbooking that I do now, I mean, I still do art journaling, but the scrapbooking that I do now is a lot more computer heavy, obviously digital, and definitely not at all what I would have done when I first started. Yeah, yeah. So when did doing things with your computer, hybrid scrapbooking become part of your creative process? And what, what's, what was the appeal? I had to look back into my old albums to kind of figure out when I actually started um, incorporating more hybrid scrapbooking, but I believe it was around 2015. That's when my husband and I were in Hawaii. I was pregnant with my daughter and, um, I didn't have anywhere to print photos because in Hawaii, it takes a really long time for anything to get shipped to you. So I realized that I could buy one of those those little photo printers and print the photos myself. And then I was already really familiar with Photoshop. So I started adding things to my photos. And then I realized that I could make my own journaling cards and things like that and print them out at home. And I was hooked. (laughs) So So it was a lot of like the the flexibility and freedom of of the digital products. Yes. And I'm curious, like with your... Like with your moves, being a military family was like maintaining a smaller stash and and having that degree of flexibility. Was that part of your your thought process? It was part of my initial um, thought process, but unfortunately, I have (laughs) developed quite a big stash anyways. But definitely not being able to have access to that stash the whole time. Really, Mm -hmm. digital scrapbooking and hybrid scrapbooking definitely holds a certain ease and flexibility because you can always... um, start working on a layout before you actually have all of the things to create the layout. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, if you look back, like, since you started using these techniques, what proportion of your projects are, say, all digital versus hybrid that incorporate some sort of physical element? Um, I would say right now about 75% is hybrid, and then the other 25 is completely digital. But if I'm I'm doing something with physical products, it is 100% hybrid. So yes, yes. Well, and I'm just like, how do you decide? Is it like a location? Like you do more digital when you're like on the road, in the car, on vacation, or how do you decide when a page is going to be fully digital and and have an end result of just being a printed page? I kind of have different projects that I'm working on. So if I decide that a certain story is going to be in my um, yearbook, photo book, for example, that one is completely digital. So mm-hmm. if it's a smaller story, it will go into that one. And then if it's something that is prompted by a product or a kit of some kind, it will most likely be hybrid and go into one of my other physical albums. So I'd like to kind of pick apart your hybrid techniques a little bit. And I I say that in a positive way. Like I want to understand what you are talking about when you say hybrid, because that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Yes, definitely. And I think we're really using it loosely to mean using your computer as part of the process (laughs) somewhere. Yes. (laughs) So are you, do you print out physical, like digital supplies, like as in like cards or embellishments and things like that? Yes, I do. I print out a, a pretty good bulk of um, my digital stuff 
to make the hybrid layout. So I will print on already made Project Life cards, but I will also print my own cards. I will print my own embellishments. I will tweak them a little bit. If um, anyone has followed my YouTube channel or anything, I am always uh, changing colors and sizes of things and really making all of the digital products my own and then printing them to make the hybrid layout. Okay, now what about fussy cutting? Is that a favorite thing or not oh, so much? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I I always joke that I cannot cut a straight line and I 100% can't fussy cut. I'm I'm okay. horrible at it. So I always use my silhouette if something ever needs to be like super fussy cut. Okay, so you're like a straight lines or a print and cut type of situation. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Now, what about when it comes to combining digital elements with your photos? Um, Do you like do overlays? Do you do text on photos? I sometimes do like digital stamps on photos, but honestly, Mm -hmm. um, I I feel like I do use journaling a good amount on my photos, but most often I will print my journaling on vellum and then I will overlay that on top of the photo. So it won't be specifically digitally on the photo, but um, obviously in Photoshop, it looks like it is. But in in my physical albums, usually I love to use layers and things so it doesn't look as flat as digital albums can sometimes. Okay. Now, where else do you tend to print your journaling? You already mentioned the vellum. What kind of other surfaces are you printing it directly on? You also mentioned printing directly on Project Life cards. Yes, uh, definitely printing them directly on Project Life cards. Printing on vellum, printing on acetate. I love the feel and the look of printing on acetate. I will print on... Uh, different kinds of shapes and add them as like tags to my my layouts. Are there it. any other techniques you think we've missed that that someone might have have heard of or you think you do that is um, something someone might want to try? I think that about covers it. I I enjoy making products my own, but I still. Um, I still kind of uh, journal and things like that on pocket page cards or tags. Mm-hmm. Do, you, um, do you mean do you mean handwritten journaling? N- no, printed. I I almost exclusively type journaling. I hate my handwriting really. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Now, what about do you mink at all? <laughs> I don't mink. I wish I minked. Okay. I really do. <laughs> I got one during December last year because I'm like, I have to join this bandwagon right? and I have to say I don't regret it. So. I can imagine. I I look at every time December Daily rolls around, I'm like, oh, I need a mink. I really need a mink. <laughs> yes. Did I get, I did get the bigger one. Mm-hmm. There was some sort of, I like, I was investigating dimensions and all that and um, I think it was because the smaller one does six inches wide, which you mentally think, oh, that's fine. But right. no, that's the inside the page protector size. Yes, yes. So. Totally. Yes. I think the same. I, I unfortunately bought um, the smaller size of a silhouette, and I mm-hmm. always run into that problem. I'm like, my oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you work in like the larger size albums, like 10 by 8 or 9 by 12, it's it's hard. You can't can't use it like you would. Now, one thing that we didn't mention is, are you doing all of your printing at home? Because I know some people who do fully hybrid with their supplies and even print those outside their home. Yes. um, I print everything at home. 
So I don't, I don't go out of the house for anything. <laughs> and do you have a favorite printer or one that just is good enough? <laughs> no, I, I definitely have a favorite printer. I was, I was lucky enough that my husband supports my hobby. So he always gives me Christmas presents that kind of go along with nice. memory keeping and scrapbooking. So, um, he gifted me with the, um, I believe it's called the XT 15,000. I think the Epson XP 15,000 or maybe 1500, nice. but that's my favorite photo printer that I use for pretty much everything. Very cool. Now, when it comes to the supplies, whether they're digital or traditional, what are you tending to reach for? Like which ones are digital and which ones are traditional? Well, I was trying to figure out what kinds of things I always reach for digitally um, I couldn't really come up with anything because I feel like it's mostly tools that I reach for digitally, like digital toolbox kind of thing. But for the physical part of my layouts, I'm always reaching for foam dots in my tiny attacher. And yes. those are the two <laughs> things that always make it on a layout, no matter what. Always, always. Now, how do you feel about like chipboard, enamel dots? Like, are you like, do you like more dimension, less dimension? I tend to like more dimension. I have a really hard time keeping that dimension in check, <laughs> especially with my smaller albums. I have a three by eight Disney album that I worked on that it's, it's just too thick. I added too much, but it's fine. It's fine. It I love happens. It does. Um, and I, I love adding more dimension and texture to my layouts because if, with printed elements, it can sometimes feel like really flat. And I do still like the textural aspect of scrapbooking. So any way that I can add more dimension and texture is something that I really like to do. Are there any particular kind of strategies that you use to, to add that dimension to a, a page that's maybe starting digital and you're printing it out? How do you, what are you looking for? Are you... I'm always Does that make kind sense? yeah yeah I get what you're saying. Um I'm always kind of looking for things that I could print separately, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. So like even if it would work really well printed on like the same page, like if you have a photo with a white background, say, you could print that photo on vellum or acetate to give it another layer. You could add your journaling with another layer on on something else. So there there's always Places that you could add more dimension and texture so that it doesn't look as flat as it does on the computer screen. Oh, I love that. I will I will include a link in the show notes to an example of you doing that. I'll just like browse through your Instagram <laughs> feed and find a good one. Yeah, I always love to to add all of those things. Well, yeah, and I think that there maybe is some misconception that uh, traditional equals dimensional and hybrid equals more flat. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to at no, all. You totally. have a lot of choice and flexibility. Yep. Now, what about software or other equipment that maybe we haven't talked about yet? I know there's a lot of people who are using a lot of different kinds of software for their mm -hmm. hybrid projects. I think mm -hmm. Canva is super popular right now. I use Photoshop and Illustrator um, most of the time just because that's where I started and I was very familiar with those two programs. But you definitely can use any program that you want to to hybrid scrapbook. I think a lot of people get kind of stuck in that feeling that if they're not good at Photoshop or they don't feel like they're good at Photoshop, that they can't hybrid scrapbook. But you can you can totally use other ways to get your your hybrid scrapbooking completed into a layout. 
Oh, totally. Like you can use Google Docs and oh, PowerPoint yeah. Word. Yeah. Like there's so many, so many ways. If yes. you have the the digital products, mm-hmm. you can do a lot with them these days. For sure. Now you mentioned that you had a comfort level with Illustrator. So what is it about your background that <laughs> that led to that? <laughs> because you know that's one of known as one of the hardest Adobe programs to learn. I've tried many times. I could use all the others, but I can't use right. Illustrator. Illustrator, so tell us, yeah, Illustrator is yeah. pretty tricky sometimes. Um, I was a blogger for the longest time, and I taught myself graphic design and uh, ran a um, a blog design slash graphic design business for a while. Um, so all of my Illustrator knowledge is definitely self taught. But you know, I, it was fun, and it taught me a lot of things. And I really like Illustrator for the ease of it once you get used to it. Definitely once you get used to it. Yeah. Now, is your blog still around? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I buried that very deep. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I understand. We all have digital pasts. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So could you kind of talk us through your process? If you're going to sit down and make a layout or a spread, where would you start? My layouts are usually sparked by a story I want to tell. Sometimes that is related to a kit that I've gotten. The Ally Edwards kits always get me in the mood to tell stories. So I'll look through like the physical kits and find a product that inspires me, that goes with the story that I want to tell. And I'll kind of go from there. I usually mock up my layouts on the computer in Photoshop and then I'll move things around. I'll scale things. I'll change colors and then I'll kind of decide how I'm going to print things so that I can maximize my layers and maximize the dimension that I can get once I print everything out. And then usually once I'm satisfied with the mock up digitally, I will um, go ahead and print everything out and then add all of my physical embellishments, usually it is embellishments that I'm adding that's physical um, to my layout. And that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I love how kind of hybrid pages are sort of front loaded. Yes, where you're figuring it all out often on the computer. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a fun little assembly project that's very satisfying. Yes, it is. It's very satisfying. Yes, for sure. Now, is there a favorite project that you have where choosing the hybrid approach made it like more feasible or just more awesome that like really stands out to you? Yeah, I feel like travel albums are one of the ways that like my hybrid techniques really shine. I love uh, being able to add like my own creative flair to every single one of my spreads, mix and match elements um, from like different kits. And I feel like being able to figure all of that out on the computer and then print it out makes it so that I can tell, I don't know, kind of more like a complete snapshot of the story of like our trips. So I would definitely say travel albums and and December Daily. December Daily is really nice when you have um, hybrid storytelling that you can fall back on. But both of those, I definitely think hybrid gives another layer to the process. Yes, for sure. And I think in particular with travel, because that tends to be one of the times when you have the most photos. Yes. And so I think the more that you can do on your computer all the way to 
creating a photo book, mm-hmm. probably the most likely you're going to have an easier time if, yes. if one end of the spectrum is a photo book and the other end is a 12 by 12 album yes. <laughs> with a layout for every story from the trip. Yes. Like that's, there's a lot in between. There is. And the more, more digital, more hybrid you go, the more photos you're going to be able to include without yeah right yeah especially (laughs) because it's really hard to choose photos when you're working on albums like that i we we took a trip to new york city this summer and we took a lot of photos like over 2000 and it's hard to like call those down yes but hybrid does make it easier because you can you can at least add more than than a couple of photos onto one page and, and figure out interesting ways to add more photos I also think when you're designing something like multiple pages digitally, you can change your mind. Like, oh, I'm going to put mm-hmm. that there. Oh, no, I need like another filler photo over here. Yes, so I'm going to move definitely. that one over. So there's certain flexibility there too, which you certainly could do if you had all your photos printed. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, cool. I, I like that aspect too. Yeah. Now, what advice would you have for someone who wants to get started doing – more hybrid say for their december daily coming up or maybe they're going to do an october daily yeah october dailies are fun i want to do one of those one of these days um i would say if you're just starting out that you definitely shouldn't feel intimidated by hybrid scrapbooking i feel like i get a lot of comments and stuff saying like i wish i could do hybrid scrapbooking but everything just looks so techy and i'm not a tech person i i need the feel of things um to really know what i'm doing in scrapbooking and i feel like you should really start from where you are so if photoshop feels intimidating try canva or you know powerpoint or google docs anything mm-hmm. just start with what you have and then the other piece of advice is to definitely um use your your printing services and your home printers to your advantage and test everything. Definitely get to know the equipment that you're, you're using. Test prints are amazing and invaluable. It might seem like you're kind of like wasting ink or something like that if you're printing at home, but you definitely don't want to be in the position that I have been many times when I was starting out where you have this layout completely planned and then um, you don't put your paper in properly or mm-hmm. something like that. You definitely want to make sure that you know the equipment that you're working with. Yes. And I think just kind of taking it slow and yes. trying one thing at a time, you don't yes. have to do all the things no, on every not. page or every yeah. project. Yeah. Well, this has been so delightful. Is there anything else you want to share about hybrid and anything you've learned over the years? No, I I think we we covered quite a bit. Sounds good. Can you share where we can find you online and anything you might have new or coming up as we start to wind down 2022, which is crazy to think about. It's so crazy. I feel like it just started. You can find me over at The Everyday Storyteller over on Instagram and YouTube. I've just started a Patreon page. That's always something that you can check out if you want more hybrid tutorials. I have a workshop over there where I take you through completing an entire album. So that's a really fun thing that I'm super excited for currently. Great. Thank you. It was so nice to talk to you, Elizabeth. You too, Jennifer. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Hey friends, the 2023 planning party is coming up very soon in mid-November. 
make sure that you're already on our email list by going to simplescrapper.com and signing up for our free focus finder tool. This will ensure that you have an opportunity to plan your year with us.